Welcome to Torah Parenting, Timeless Perspectives. Today's presentation uh, relates to a developmental approach to child rearing and child development. It represents the third in a five-part series. Much has been said and written about the Jewish mother, the Jewish family, and even the Jewish father, and sometimes with awe and respect other times with exaggeration. If we are to summarize all that has been written on the subject, we could define the Jewish perspective on child-rearing and child development with one word, commitment. A deeply rooted, unequivocal, imprinted commitment to children, whether one's own or those in the community. The Jewish value of Gidol Bonim, child-rearing, is based on the development of the child as a living vehicle for the continuation of our heritage. The conception of childhood in society is shaped by three major factors. The cultural ideology pertaining to children, two, attitudes concerning the child as an object of parental affection and concern, and three, the child as an object of formal study in order to comprehend the biblical perspectives on child rearing and child development. We have to take a look at all these factors as a framework for our understanding relating to child development. But obviously there is so much time that we could spend, so what I will do is I will attempt to go somewhat fast forward in our understanding of what child development is all about and how it relates to our work as parents. In Judaism, childhood is considered a period of purity, of joy and beauty to be valued and cherished. The Gemara states, childhood is a garland of roses. To emphasize the concept further, one rabbi states of children, that their very breath is free of sin. We find this very clearly articulated in Mesech de Shabbos. Childhood is a symbol of creation, a time when the development of the human being is in its most critical stage of development. Since the child is not a thinker and is unable to distinguish good from evil, as we know from the, from the get-go, the parent, the caretaker, has the ultimate responsibility of guiding that child. Quote, And you shall teach them the words of Hashem to your children in order that you lengthen your days and your children's days upon the earth. Moreover, we learn, quote, Listen, my son, to the instruction of your father and forsake not the teachings of your mother. According to Chazal, the decisive age of education is just that period in which most people neglect education completely. And this is the period of childhood, the first years of life in which we must try to remove in advance obstacles which may arise on the road towards education of our children in future years. Childhood is the period of development in which the personality is molded and the physical and mental facilities developed. 
the process of human development is, in essence, supplements the creation and mystery of the universe. Childhood is a time of joy and pain, happiness and development, and wonder at learning and exploring. The Gemara sums up the period of childhood in the following ways. Better are the late fruits we ate in our childhood than the peaches we ate in our old age. That's in Talmud Peya, Gemara Peya. Children are regarded as the hope of the future in every society, yet among the Jewish people, this concept is enhanced, truly enhanced, by the view that children are a divine trust. I will repeat that. Children are a divine trust. This is stated in no uncertain terms. Children, quote, children are an inheritance from the Hashem, a reward for the fruit of the body. As Malachi states, children are the seed of Hashem. As we begin to understand and appreciate child development, we begin to understand the complexity of ways in which children begin to formulate in their minds what is right, what is wrong, what is appropriate, what is inappropriate, what a smile means, what a frown means, physical expression, understandings of what is good and what is not good. Some of this relates to modeling. In the animal kingdom, it's called imprinting. Some of it relates to the ways in which children are exposed to different values within the household, values that are heard in carpool, values that are heard in school. Every aspect of a child's life are molded and shaped by developmental processes through different stages. As your child grows, you may find yourself searching for clues to the child's behavior. As a parent, you may hear the words developmental stages. What does developmental stages necessarily mean without getting into a whole lecture on Piaget? This is just another way of saying that your child is moving through a certain time period in the growing up process. At times, he or she may be fascinated with her hands, her feet, her mouth. As the child grows, he or she may get into everything, lock your doors, lock your cabinets, take a deep breath during the exploration years. Then there will be the age when independence is what the child wants at every stage of development. What the child needs, irrespective of what that developmental stage is, is love, understanding, and time. Recent brain research indicates that birth to age three are the most important years in a child's development. Here are some of the tips to consider. Always strive to be warm, loving, and responsive. Talk, read, sing to your child. Zmiros, stories of the Parsha, Establish routines and rituals. Let your child see you daven, as we talked about last week. Children are able to see this by age three. They're able to internalize it. Encourage safe explorations and plays. Use discipline as an opportunity to teach. Recognize that each child is unique. And finally, finally, choose quality 
time with your child. The question that many, many parents ask as it relates to development is, is my child on track developmentally? Now, obviously, there are a wide variety of metrics and tests that we could use, etc. But from a Jewish perspective, there are essentially four, and even from a, from a secular perspective, there are four stages of development which we need to be very cognizant of and how those four stages interplay with the experience that we provide our children with. One is the phys- physical development. We have to ensure that the children have a safe physical environment, whether it's the bed they sleep in, the food that they eat, the clothing that they wear, how we observe them playing, etc. Physical development, as well as the way in which they are growing physically, anatomically. The second is cognitive development, thinking skills. What are we doing as parents in order to ensure that our children are continuously exploring critical thinking skills, ways in which they think about certain problems, ways in which they figure things out for themselves, whether it's a moral of a story, whether it's talking about the Parsha and having the child repeat important aspects of that Parsha to a parent, whether it's the way in which we sing Zemiris and just stopping the Zemiris in the middle of the song and then having the child continue These are all beautiful ways and building blocks in order to ensure cognitive development. And and the list goes on and on and on. I'm only giving you a rudimentary perspective in terms of what the stages can be or should be. Language development, critically important. The need to articulate is so important. Every parent needs to keep a very close eye in terms of how a child is articulating words in order to ensure that the child is expressing himself or herself appropriately, clearly, succinctly. This is a stage that will benefit the child forever. And then finally, social-emotional development, making sure that every child feels secure, feels safe, and has a warm environment in which to live. The Torah is, is replete with ideas, with, with parables, with examples of how children could feel this way. And it's, it's worth our, our uh, time to actually delve into those Jewish texts. Way too lengthy for this tape, but I urge all of us to please look at ways in which we could develop or should be developing safe, appropriate, social-emotional development uh, for our children. Finally, I think it's really super important when we talk about developmental approaches to child rearing and to child development, routines are essentially building blocks of life. Parenting books, pediatricians, early childhood experts will tell you that routines provide children with a measure of predictability that is necessary and comforting. They give children a sense of safety in an unsafe world. Davening first thing in the morning Washing one's hands first thing in the morning, saying a bracha first thing in the morning gives that child structure, gives the child purpose, and begins the day in a very meaningful way. It is no accident that we do these things first thing in the morning. Obviously, we say Shema at night, Kriya Shema at night, but how do we begin our mornings? 
How do we expect our children to begin their mornings in the absence of these critically important routines? Routines and rituals are emotional regulators, guides to positive behavior and safety and social development. They are transition helpers for children and parents, a way to decrease conflict and perhaps most importantly, a real basis for learning. Parents who establish routines and incorporate rituals into their children's lives are essentially providing them with invaluable, with an invaluable foundation and tools for living a full and rich life. It is critically important that as we begin to concern ourselves with the development of our children, that we take a hard look at ways in which we set morning time and bedtime, meal time, how we view the importance, the critically importance of, Sh- of Shabbos, how we observe Shabbos, how we celebrate Shabbos, how we involve the child in every aspect of what we do on Shabbos, whether it be male or female. And finally, observing the social-emotional power of observing parents interact between themselves and between other children and, and siblings. As we begin to look at critically important aspects of development, what becomes extremely clear that whether it be in stage one, which is birth to age three, or age four to six, age seven to nine, it makes no difference what is considered to be the contents that go into that particular stage. What is important is a parent's willingness to understand and appreciate what is age appropriate, what is developmentally appropriate. You cannot expect a four-year-old to know how to read a Pesach and Rashi fluently with all the Mepharshim. But you could expect that of an older child. But what you can do with a third or four-year-old is give that child an appreciation for what that Pesach is telling us. How does it relate to the Parsha? How does it relate to the way in which we understand the awesome power of Moshe Rabbeinu? How does it relate to Yetzirah Mitzrayim? We are now on the eve of Pesach. Such a rich, rich, developmentally rich opportunity for us to engage and inspire our children about the wonderments of Yetzirah Mitzrayim, about the centrality of Hashem in our lives, about the power of biblical personalities in our lives and the ways in which those events set a trajectory that ad hayom, till today, we are benefiting. These are very rich opportunities. We should not let them pass by. Let's capture that opportunity. We do not have to be development specialists. There are plenty of educators, there are plenty of pediatricians and rabbonim that would be able to help us navigate some of those uncertainties as to what belongs in development A, B, C category. But what is important, what is critically important and a top priority is a willingness and a dire willingness on the part of parents to ensure that their children are living in a wholesome, loving, and nurturing environment. On that note, I wish you all tremendous hatzlacha as you begin to navigate 
the waters of child development as we begin to move our children in a more positive direction. Thank you.